0: Christmas is a time of surprises. Maybe you get a card from someone unexpectedly from the past, right out of the blue, or a check in the mail, or a child gets that special gift that they were hoping for but not expecting. So let me ask you this morning do you like surprises? Not everybody does. Let me ask you this question Are you good at keeping secrets? Some people. Are amazing. They can keep a secret a long time. Well, I love surprises, but sometimes I get too curious about them if I suspect that something might be out there. Like when I was a child, I would go through the closets looking for the Christmas presents. And one time mom caught me. And I was holding one in my hand and she saw me. And I put it back real quick, like, you know, everything's okay. But she said, well, you you spoiled the surprise. I said, no, I want you to wrap the gifts and put it under the tree. And she said, nope, you've already you've already had them. You might as well start playing with them. And, And I was really sad that I wasn't going to have the surprise of Christmas morning. But it was all my fault. Well, the Christmas story is a surprise story. It tells how God came to earth disguised as a baby, how he picked a poor teenage girl and her equally poor, probably teenage husband, as the parents of God's own son. How he picked Magi and drew them from far away to come and bring their gifts and their worship. And he paid a visit to some lowly shepherds on a hillside nearby. It seems as though God couldn't keep a secret. He had to let everybody in on it. I like what Max Lakeda says in the applause of heaven. An ordinary night with ordinary sheep and ordinary shepherds. And were it not for a God who loves to hook an extra on the front of ordinary, the night would have gone unnoticed. The sheep would have eaten and the shepherds would have slept the night away. But God dances amidst the common. And that night he did a waltz. The black sky exploded with brightness. One minute the shepherds were dead asleep and the next they were rubbing their eyes and staring into the face of an alien. The night was ordinary no more. The angel came in the night because That is when lights are best seen and most needed. God comes into the common for the same reason. So this morning, I want to tell the Christmas story from the perspective of the shepherds. I I want us to look at it through their eyes. I I want you to put a shepherd's sandals on your own feet this morning and kind of walk with them and see how they respond. Respond to the Christmas story and God's great surprise. My text is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. That had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Now, shepherds are the most common men in every sense of the word. They would have been looked down upon. By society that they lived in. By the religious and respectable. Because they had a bad habit of confusing your sheep and my sheep. Their testimony would not have been accepted in a court of law. Because they were known to be liars. Sheep stunk. And so did they. And they were always out in the fields working. And not keeping the ceremonial washing. So they were seen as unclean uncouth, and not holding to the law. Yet the irony is that these particular Bethlehem shepherds and their proximity to Jerusalem, it's very possible and likely that they were the very shepherds that tended to the flocks of the temple for the sacrificial lambs, a temple that they were not welcome in. But who more than they needed to hear the gospel, the good news of the coming Messiah? Robin Williams played an English teacher in the movie Dead Poet Society. And he loved to quote the ancient poet who told them, and in Latin, but the English translation was, seize the moment. That there are special moments in life that arise, though rare, but when they come, we must respond quickly. We need to redeem the time, that Caro's time, those God opportunities that don't often come our way. This was such a moment, a God moment. And so let these shepherds instruct us today that we have to seize those moments when they come. Respond to God and then tell others what he has done. The first thing about the shepherds that I want to point out is find out what God is doing around you. We see that in the first part of verse 8. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field. Now, shepherds in Israel would not have been out on their fields on the night of December 24th. Sorry to break that news to you. Most likely, they're out in their fields at night in the spring and in the fall. I think it was probably the time of the fall festivals, but that's just my guess. So the most important event. In human history was happening nearby in Bethlehem. The roads were busy with travelers and soldiers and merchants. Hustle and bustle was happening in nearby Bethlehem, just around them. Like any city would be at Christmas time. Yet they were on a hillside nearby. Without the angel's message, they would have completely missed what happened. So that makes me wonder how many God moments... We miss. We're nearby. We're in the region, but still ignorant of what God is doing all around us, maybe in our city or community. Perhaps we're distracted by the busyness of the season and we miss God's still small voice poking us, hinting. Look over there. I could tell you this this morning. God is at work all around us. So let us be aware of and tuned in and have discerning eyes to see it. A second thing is, opportunities come to those hard at work. I see that in the second part of verse 8. It says, they were keeping watch over their flock by night. They were doing their job, working the late shift. I imagine the thought came into their minds, why are we sitting here? Out on these hillsides, night after night, it's so boring and there's so much happening in the city. Well, opportunity comes to those doing their job. Few who chase butterflies find gold at the end of the rainbow. Man, I just mixed a lot of metaphors together there. By the time you realize that the grass is greener on the other side, you think back. ...to your own grass and realize, well, my grass was just as green as theirs. Here's my point. God knows your address. He knows where to find you. If God wants you to do something extraordinary for Him, He will find you doing the ordinary. A lot of us are so busy chasing dreams that we miss the day of our visitation. A few months before this, there was a priest in the temple... Just conducting his ordinary duties of the priesthood. His name was Zechariah. When an angel came to him there and told him he would have a son, John. God appeared to Moses in a burning bush and had a great work for him to do. What had Moses been doing? Tending sheep. God knows where to find you. And he'll find you doing the ordinary. So I encourage you this morning, stay put where you are. Bloom where you're planted, and God can find you. And then, thirdly, opportunities are scary at first. We see that in verses 9 and 10. The text says they were filled with fear. So angels appear to people, and they're always afraid. It seems as if they can't but scare people. And you know what? I don't think angels look like Fat babies with little wings, like the the uh, Middle Ages art. If that were the case, then the shepherds would be telling the angels, hey, don't be afraid of us. It's okay. So God comes to us and presents us with good news, and sometimes we run in the opposite direction. Because when you're dealing with God, you're dealing with mystery and uncertainty and holiness and awe. And even though he and the message is exceedingly good, it's still a little overwhelming. But when you know it's God, then go for it. You'll probably have a few fears. Press through them. Maybe you're wanting to grow more as a Christian. Make a deeper commitment of your life to him. Maybe read through the entire Bible next year or serve in some capacity. So anytime you have decisions to make, there can be some trepidation. I can think back to some of our major moves that we made in life that I was a little nervous about it, maybe a lot nervous about it. But once I had God's assurance and his peace, I knew it would be OK. He would be with us. So step out in faith that God supplies and you will be doing the right thing. Don't let your fears get in the way of seizing the moment. Fourthly, God Will make his will clear to you. You can count on that. Verses 10 through 12. In verse 10, it says, Good news is for all the people. And then in verse 11, it says, For unto you, not to the emperor or the king or the governor or the high priest, but to you, lowly shepherds. This message is a Savior is born for all humanity. And for you specifically. And that's the message of Christmas. Jesus came to die for the sins of the world and for you. If you had been the only human being alive, God would have still sent Jesus to this earth to die for you. Because salvation is personal. Let me ask you this morning. Do you know him in a personal way? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? That's good news. Verse 12, this will be a sign for you. God is clear in his guidance. If he has something for you to do specifically, he will make it clear. I like what John Maxwell in his list of four guidance principles. The greater the change, the greater the sign. The greater the calling, the more the more the affirmation. Where God leads, he proceeds. And those who obey will find the way. Okay, here's the fifth thing. Once you know the way, go. Verses 15 and 16. The text says the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem. And then the next verse, they went with haste. I like that. Haste. They didn't delay. Now, they could have just stayed put on the hillside, and they would have had reasons to stay there. I mean, who's going to watch our sheep? Did we really see angels? Or maybe we were dreaming. I mean, who's going to believe our story anyway? We're just a bunch of shepherds after all. But once you know, you better go. Once you know the real reason for the season, then worship Jesus. If you're here today and you aren't a Christian, now you've heard the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So respond to it. Believe on him. And believer, once you've heard God's command to you specifically, obey him without delay. Like Joseph did what we saw last week. Sixthly. Once you go, then you'll know. Verse 16. And the shepherds found Mary and Joseph and the baby. Look, if you're looking for Jesus today, you will find him. And you'll find others there, too. You'll find Mary there and Joseph there. And they'll confirm your search. They'll let you know, yes, I was looking for Jesus, too. And I found him. That will encourage you that you're not a lone ranger out there. You're part of God's family and his church family, the HEFC family. Mary will tell you, yeah, an angel appeared to me and given me this announcement that the Messiah was coming. And Joseph will say, yeah, an angel appeared to me in a dream and said to Mary, Mary. And the shepherds will tell their story. We all have a story to tell about how God has reached us. And that's called your testimony. You need to be able to learn your testimony. How you came to saving faith so you could share that with others. And once I got saved, I was very excited to tell my workmates And my former classmates about what had happened to me. And they were amazed too. One value of the church is that you're surrounded by like-minded people who have a similar story of being lost, but now I'm found. And that helps my faith to know I'm not alone. I'm not this oddball. When God is doing something in your life, he will confirm it with others who have a similar story to tell. Number seven. Once you know, you'll want to tell others. Verse 17. They made known the saying. They spread the good news. The Christmas song, go tell it on the mountain, is what that's all about. These shepherds telling it from mountain to mountain. It's fitting that once we know, we go and tell others. Because it's a story that's too good to keep to ourselves. It must be told. Do you realize that these shepherds were the first evangelists? So once you've seen and been touched by him, you'll want to tell others. Again, I was busting with excitement when I was first saved because my life had changed. And I know I came across a little offensive, but I did not worry about, well, what if they ask me a question that I can't answer? All I could do is tell them, look, once I was blind, but now I see. So in 2024, my challenge for you is to tell someone around you this good news about Jesus Christ. So these shepherds, they says they shared the story. They told people. I'm sure they did that night in Bethlehem. They, they talked to people around them, what had happened, what they had seen. They told other shepherds on the hillsides. And I imagine when they brought their sheep into Jerusalem to the temple, they told the people in Jerusalem. And I wonder if Simon, Simeon, and Anna were a little bit better prepared that God is up to something. And then when baby Jesus came to the temple to be presented there, they were more aware that God was up to something. So don't keep quiet. Speak up. Don't be afraid. I believe that probably 99% of the people out there won't mock you if you tell your story of how you found Christ. They'll listen and they might get saved. Eighth, once you hear, you'll want to think about it. Verses 18 and 19. All those who heard it because they shared it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Mary treasured those things, pondering them in in her heart. People will really think about what you are saying. If you tell them that Jesus came and died for you, that your sins can be forgiven, that you can truly have peace within, that heaven is your ultimate home, they'll think about it because it's such good news. I've read that 75% of people out there will, if invited, go to church with you. The thing of it is, we aren't inviting. So invite someone this season. Each one reach one. Put the story out there, and then just trust the Holy Spirit to bring it and connect it to their hearts. And number nine, last thing here. Once you meet Jesus, you'll never be the same. We see that in verse 20. It says that the shepherds returned... Glorifying and praising God. They returned. Where did they return to? The hillside. What were they doing then? Tending sheep. As far as we know, the shepherds didn't go on a speaking tour. They didn't write a book. They didn't make YouTube and Instagram videos about seeing angels. They just simply brought Jesus back in their hearts to the place that they were. Same place, new person. I would bet they never saw another angel again the rest of their lives. They probably never saw another miracle, but they were never the same again, even though they were in the same location, because now they have become worshipers. Worship lifts our hearts to God. It keeps the mystery alive. Worship maintains the expansion in our souls created by the experience of rebirth. Yeah, we live in the valleys, but we can go to the mountaintop every time we worship. Kind of like today. God comes to us when we worship. You see, he's not far away at all. Well, I hope you'll be like these shepherds. That you'll take the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ who has impacted your lives, and you'll go and tell it on the mountain. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the shepherds and their story. They're they're part of the Christmas story. Just ordinary people like us, but an extraordinary God who showed them about Jesus. Lord, you showed us Jesus and thank you for doing that. And Lord, put it on our hearts. Let us have a mindset of, of going and telling. Wherever we are, when we see those opportunities, those open doors, that we will share what's happened to us, what you have done. And see people respond for the fields of white harvest. Help us to see those fields With new eyes in Jesus' name.